Do you often hear people blaming America for the world's problems? Have you noticed a rise in anti-American sentiment, particularly among liberal circles? Are you tired of the blame America first mentality that seems to be prevalent in our society? Welcome to the Conservative Classroom, where we're teaching the truth and preserving our values. I'm your host, Mr. Webb, and I'm glad you're here. This podcast is a haven for conservative teachers and patriots like you who believe in the importance of free speech, traditional values, and education without indoctrination. Each week, we dive into the issues that are plaguing our education system and keeping you up at night. Each episode, we offer common sense ideas to improve education in our classrooms and communities. You may feel like you're the last conservative educator, but I want you to know that you are not alone. By the way, if you like what you hear today, please share this podcast with a like-minded educator or parent. Together, we can teach the truth and preserve our values. In today's episode, we're going to unmask anti-Americanism and dissect the blame America first mentality that has become so prevalent in liberal circles. We'll be discussing examples of this attitude as well as the actions, policies, and public statements that stem from it. And of course, we'll be exploring how conservatives can fight back and celebrate the many great aspects of our nation. Now let's get started. Anti-Americanism is a phenomenon that has been growing in recent years, fueled by liberal attitudes that hold America responsible for every perceived injustice and problem in the world. This mentality, often referred to as blame America first, can be seen in many areas of our society, from academia and media to political discourse and international relations. Let's delve deeper into some specific examples of the Blame America First mentality. First, let's take a look at the 1619 Project. This controversial New York Times initiative aims to reframe American history by centering on the consequences of slavery and the contributions of black Americans. The 1619 Project contains historical inaccuracies such as the assertion that the American Revolution was fought to preserve slavery. Many historians have disputed this claim and argue that the project distorts or oversimplifies history. It also misrepresents the founding principles of the United States by claiming that the country was built on slavery and racism. The project overlooks the role of the Declaration of Independence and the U.S. Constitution in promoting liberty and equality. The 1619 Project fosters a negative view of America by focusing primarily on the country's history of slavery and racism. It overlooks the many positive aspects of American history and the progress made towards racial equality. Conservatives often criticize the 1619 Project for emphasizing identity politics and fostering division rather than unity. They argue that the project's focus on race may magnify tensions and perpetuate stereotypes 
rather than promoting healing and understanding. Conservatives argue that the 1619 Project is an example of the politicization of history driven by a liberal agenda. They contend that the project's goal is to undermine traditional American values and promote a leftist narrative. As such, many are concerned about the 1619 Project's influence on education, as some schools have already adopted its curriculum. They argue that teaching the project in schools may lead to a biased understanding of American history and promote anti-American sentiments among students. Another anti-American movement is called the America Was Never Great movement. Some liberals argue that America's past is riddled with racism, imperialism, and other injustices, and thus the country was never truly great. This sentiment is often expressed through statements like, make America great again, it was never great. However, the United States is a unique and exceptional country due to its founding principles, political system, and cultural values. Individual liberty, limited government, and free markets are key drivers of American greatness. The America was never great attitude lacks historical context and ignores the significant progress made over time. While the U.S. has had its share of injustices and challenges, it has also made substantial strides in addressing these issues and promoting equality and justice. Compared to other nations throughout history, the United States has been a force for good in the world. America has contributed to global peace and stability, promoted democracy and human rights, and provided aid and support to countries in need. We have been a global leader in innovation, entrepreneurship, and wealth creation. They argue that the American dream has provided countless opportunities for people to improve their lives and achieve success. Think about how important the Constitution and the Bill of Rights have been in protecting individual freedoms and limiting government power. These foundational documents have contributed to America's greatness by fostering a society that values free speech, religious liberty, and the rule of law. Another argument against America was never great is this. The United States has demonstrated resilience and adaptability throughout its history. We have overcome great adversity, slavery, the Civil War, the Great Depression, World Wars I and II, the Civil Rights Movement, and terrorist attacks on 9-11, all proof of our country's strength and greatness. Something else that makes the U.S. great is that we have made so many cultural and artistic contributions to the world in areas such as literature, music, film, and technology. There are entire podcasts devoted to each of these areas of American exceptionalism. America is full of creative and innovative geniuses and maybe some fine podcasters. Finally, we need to acknowledge the progress made in addressing social and political issues in the United States. It's important to recognize the country's imperfections but not focus solely on the negative aspects of American history, as this creates a distorted view of America and undermines the nation's achievements and potential for further improvement. 
I know we stepped away from the classroom for a bit, so let's connect the America was never great ideology to education. This movement has led to the DEI initiatives we spoke about in the last episode and many of the liberal policies that are destroying education that we talked about in the first episode. Another anti-American sentiment is anti-capitalism. Critics of capitalism often blame the American economic system for global income inequality, environmental degradation, and other issues, claiming that it promotes greed and exploitation. But capitalism has been the driving force behind unparalleled economic growth and prosperity throughout history. Just look at the increase in living standards, reduction in poverty, and wealth creation that has occurred in capitalist societies. Critics of capitalism are anti-profit and anti-competition. However, the profit motive and competition inherent in capitalism incentivize businesses to develop new products, services, and technologies that improve people's lives. And what about the individual freedom and choice that is so much a part of capitalist societies? Capitalism allows people to make their own economic decisions, pursue their own interests, and determine their own paths in life. Some worry about efficiency and resource allocation in capitalism, but the free market is the most efficient mechanism for allocating resources and determining the production and distribution of goods and services. Government intervention and central planning often lead to inefficiencies, waste, and reduced economic growth. Contrary to what socialist liberals would have you believe, Capitalism creates social mobility. It rewards hard work, innovation, and entrepreneurship and allows individuals to improve their socioeconomic status and achieve their goals. Capitalism rewards individuals and businesses for their efforts and successes, which in turn encourages innovation, productivity, and growth. Conservatives often point to historical comparisons to argue against the anti-American, anti-capitalism sentiment. Conservatives highlight the failures of socialist and communist systems in countries like the Soviet Union, Cuba, Venezuela, and contrast them with the successes of capitalist societies. And unlike communist or socialist markets, free markets are largely self-regulating with supply and demand determining prices and production levels. Government intervention often distorts markets and creates unintended consequences. All right, here's a hot-button issue. Wealth creation versus wealth redistribution. Liberals push for wealth redistribution with their anti-capitalist agenda, ultimately harming the economy and reducing overall wealth by removing the incentives for inventors, innovators, and entrepreneurs. Capitalism, on the other hand, incentivizes the creation of wealth, which leads to greater overall prosperity. Finally, conservatives emphasize the importance of private property and ownership in capitalist societies. 
These principles encourage individuals to take responsibility for their actions, invest in their communities, and make prudent economic decisions. Now, how has capitalism benefited education? Well, capitalism has encouraged private investment in education, which has led to the development of new educational technologies, improved facilities, and greater resources for schools and universities. Also, capitalism has created opportunities for individuals to pursue higher education and career advancement through the acquisition of specialized skills and knowledge. The competition among schools and universities for funding and students has also driven institutions to offer a wider range of programs and courses to meet the demands of the job market and the changing needs of society. Defund the police is another anti-American movement. Liberals argue that American law enforcement is inherently racist and oppressive. They blame the United States for perpetuating a system of injustice through its policing practices. The constant treadmill of perceived racial injustice and oppression fuels anti-Americanism to those who buy into it. This has led to another movement. The Cancel America movement seeks to cancel American history, American culture, and American values by tearing down statues, renaming buildings, and revising curricula. Sadly, this erases important aspects of our nation's heritage and promotes a distorted view of our past. The portrayal of America in popular culture, film, TV, music, social media influencers, often depict America as a villainous force in the world. This perpetuates a negative image of the country and its values. Finally, campus protests against conservative speakers are hurting America. Many liberal students and faculty members have sought to silence conservative voices on college campuses, claiming that their views are harmful and oppressive. But this stifles debate and further reinforces the anti-American sentiment. As we've discussed today, the anti-American, blame America first mentality has become pervasive in our society. The good news is that we can do something about it. By countering this narrative with facts, promoting American exceptionalism, and advocating for policies that strengthen our nation, we can challenge anti-American sentiment and create a more accurate understanding of our history and values. If you don't remember anything else about this episode, remember this. The United States of America is the greatest country on earth. We are a people who share a history of resilience, innovation, and freedom. Conservative, pro-American policies promote equality and prosperity for all Americans. Now, it's up to us as conservative educators to stand up for what we believe in and advocate for these values in our classrooms and communities. I encourage you to join the conversation and share your thoughts and experiences with like-minded educators. Together, we can make a difference and create a better education system for future generations. Thank you for tuning into the Conservative Classroom. If you enjoyed today's episode, please don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. 
Most importantly, share this podcast with a like-minded educator or parent. You can also connect with us on social media and share your thoughts on today's topic. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to teach the truth and preserve our values, consider showing support for the conservative classroom and your fellow conservative teachers by showing off some conservative swag. Visit our merch store at theconservativeclassroom.com. That's theconservativeclassroom.com. In addition to clothing and coffee mugs with our name, logo, and slogan, we also have items with just our colors and schoolhouse logo. We know it's hard to be openly conservative in some school districts, but your silent show of support may help you find other conservatives in your community. Until next time, this is Mr. Webb reminding you that you are not alone. See you next time on The Conservative Classroom, teaching the truth, preserving our values.